Good morning, everybody. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Mem Test number 49. Today is Daf Nun. And we have in mind the Rufu Shalema for Hadassah Basranya, Amy Basdvora, Michal Aviva Basyudis, and uh, no, Yuda. You should also have Rufu Shalema. Yuda Ben Batsheva. Right. Okay. Rufu Shalema, feel good. And Thank with you. that, Thank let's you. get started on the review of yesterday's daf, number 49, and today's daf, daf noon. We have some great stories ahead for you. So you say, sit back, relax, Baruch Hashem. It's, not, it's nice to have a story daf coming along. Okay. All right. So what did we learn yesterday? We started the perek, the sixth perek of Nidorim. It's talking about cooked foods, and it's saying that if somebody made a vow from Mivushal, so then that's limited to Mavushal, and therefore he can have roasted foods, he can have parboiled foods, all that will work. Um, if he says, tavshil so the Mishnah says, then, that, then any Maisa Gedera that is liquidy, that's uh, saucy, li- liquidy, is going to be permitted, but if it's thick, then, I mean prohibited, but if it's thick, then it'll be prohibited. We'll see why. Um, the Termutin egg is uh, also legal. And the gourd, this dalas haramutza, is also allowed. We'll see a little bit more about that in today's daf. Somebody who says that all maize gedera he made a vow from, so maize gedera is only when it's it, that implies that it was cooked in the pot. Um, if he says kind of a yered lekedera now everything that's cooked uh, in the pot is going to be prohibited, even ava, not only raka. So we'll see why and how it works. Okay, so the first thing is the, that the first halacha is a matter of dispute. Our Mishnah, though, says that there's a difference between mevushal and sleet. It shall look as far as your vow. According to Rabbi Yoshia, you're going to be ushering any cooked foods, regardless of which fashion that it's cooked. And he brings, he says, even though this is not actually a raya, but I have a zeicher, the Pasuk says, by Vashla Pesach, even though, of course, they didn't cook it in water. They, that's not what he's supposed to do. It says, by Vashla Pesach, it was cooked in fire, which is... Um, so you see, the word Bishol can, can encompass all forms of cooking. Um, so the Gemara was curious if the Machloik is between the Tana ta of our mission or of Yoshia is whether, um, in a very basic argument, is it the, basically Rabbi Yoshia's opinion is that it's we go after the Lashon Torah, meaning the words are defined by the way the Torah uses the words. And uh, therefore, if the Torah uses it broadly, then that's what it means. And if the Torah uses it specifically, then that's what it means. And our Tana holds that it goes by Lashon Miniyatam, and, and people don't speak that way. And that's how it's defined. So that's what we thought as Machlokas on that. Um, we said that that is actually not true. Everybody holds by Nidorim. It's a basic thing um, that Nidorim is halacha chalosh many adam. That's a basic principle. The difference is each place according to the person. It's not even a machlokas. Rabbi Yoshi is describing the way people use the word cooking in his locale. They just say they're not so sophisticated to them. Cooking is cooking, whatever. It's all the same thing. And it doesn't matter as long as it's not raw, it's cooked. And that's it. And they don't look into which way did you cook it. Was it sous vide? Was it, uh, was it uh, roasted? Was it uh, broiled? Oh, it's all cooked. Okay? 
and in uh, and in the town of the town of our Mishnah, it makes a big difference, and therefore there's different words for it, your and that's the story. Your goose is cooked. Your goose. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a bad thing? I don't think you wouldn't have your goose cooked. <laughs> right? If it's the golden goose, it's not so good. <laughs> uh, <open> it. <laughs> okay. What's what's the goose is cooked? All right, all right. Lama, Okay. It's an expression. It's a. It's just an expression that you're in bad shape. You're in trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Goose is cooked. Yep. Okay. So um, that's the story. So why I? If that's true, why does why does Rav Yosia, Why did Rav Yosia, uh, get, uh, bring a pasuk? The answer is it was just an asmachta. It's a support. But he was going by how people speak by him. Now. Um, the question is, why is the thick tafshil not considered a tafshil? That's the question, if it's thick. Um, so the answer is, Abayi says that this time holds that anything that is eaten with bread, that's the definition of a tafshil. Okay, if it's not eaten with bread, then it's really not a tafshil. Um, the difference will be like a thick cereal, like a thick hot cereal, is really what we're talking about is the context. <laughs> Um, and the problem and the price supports this because the price says somebody makes a vow not to eat a tafshil. All tafshil is asr, including tzli shalakim and including the soft gourds that sick people eat their bread with, which you see clearly that bread is the key thing. It's like a soup. If it's a soup, you know, you dip your bread in the soup and that's the way to eat it. So that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's like a uh, liquidy enough to dip a uh, bread in. Is that now uh, that once we mentioned that uh, we're saying sick people eat gourds, uh, uh, so the problem is is that uh, we uh, we have a story that seems to counter that because the story goes with Rav Yirmi got sick, and a um, doctor came to visit him and he saw that he had gourds in the house, uh, pumpkins, and he's like, I'm out of here. This is the malacham You try to eat that stuff, it you know it's bad for you. Um, and and I'm I'm coming to fix uh, heal you. It's like well, I'm wasting my time here. Um, so the answer is is that it's not, not all. It depends how you eat the gourds. The softer gourds, the soft squash is perfectly healthy for you. But if it's very hard, it's not. And Rabbi Barula says it depends on the actual the the peel the shell of the gourd is very hard, but the inside can be soft, and that's actually good for you. Um, and that's the story with uh, the. We said that the best way to eat the gourd, the inside of the gourd, goes with be- with beets, and it's good for you. Okay. Um, next, we talked about, uh, and the best way to eat flax is with the kutach, with a dairy dip. So the question is, uh, don't tell that to Amharits, because they'll eat all the flax instead of saving it for to produce garments. Okay, that was the way the Mepharshim explained. Anyway, next we said, who are the cholin that are being referred to here? So this is not just regular ill people. This is really the Tamit HaChachamim because uh, they are, um, they're generally, the Torah, we have an expression, Torah mateshes kocho shalodom. The Torah weakens a person, does, takes away some of his strength, and saps his strength. Um, and that's uh, and in fact that's why we daven for Ktsiri and Miri. They sound almost like the same thing. There, but the Ktsiri are the people who are actually sick, and the Miri are the rabbis who are sickly. They're just not 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 strong, um, because like we said, the Torah weakens you. Okay, next thing we talked about is he said the thick the thick porridge is permitted, which is not true according to the Babylonian custom. 
as Ramzera would say, um, in a denigrating way, the Babylonians are foolish, they eat bread with bread. And it's like they we would have a thick they would have a, a pasta sandwich, okay, which makes to him makes is counterintuitive, okay. Um um, and now Rav Chizda would would actually ask. He he did eat it that way, and he was asking the uh, the the foodies in Hutzal. That's what Naktani means. People are super, you know, they know the best way to eat things. And they said he asked about cereal. What's the best way to eat it? If it's a cream of wheat, do you eat it with a wheat bread? And if it's cream of barley, then you know thickened you know barley. So then you eat it with a barley bread. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you should eat the wheat, uh, cream of wheat with barley bread, and cream of barley with wheat bread. But either way, you see that he's eating, you know, uh, grains with grains, which, like again, according to the mindset of the people in Eretz Yisrael, that just doesn't, it just makes doesn't no make sense. it makes yeah. no sense at all. It's illogical. Okay. Um, next, we saw Ra- Rava. He was from Babel, and he would eat it with chassisi. He would put granola on his hot cereal. Okay, where chassisi is basically toasted kernels. Sounds to me kind of like granola. Okay. Rabba Barafuna met up with Rafuna and he was eating Gedaisi with his finger. He says, what are you eating with your finger? So he says, that's what Rab says, that that's the, with your finger it tastes best. And if one finger is best, it tastes good, then two fingers, even better. And if three fingers, even better than that. Anyway, Rab told his son Rav and Rafuna told his son, Rabba, that if you're invited to a, a, a meal of daisa, of the, this cereal, where they basically, that's what it is, it's a hot cereal. So he says, travel even as far as a parsing, pretty far. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's four mil, something like that. It's pretty dist- a nice distance, maybe more than that. I forgot how big it is. It's a nice size um, to eat. But if, if they invite you to a meal of beef, so then go even three parcels. That, that that fits with our center. Yeah, what, what is it? The smoke brisket, yeah. Smoke brisket, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Brisket, oh, yeah. 10 miles for that. <laughs> Go 10 miles. 10 miles for that. Yeah, sounds right. Okay. All right. So, uh, Rav said to hear Bray. Um, and, okay. And, and Rafuna also said to his son, Rabba. That uh, anything that you have that you can't swallow, don't spit out in front of a teacher. It's not the Kovetik. But uh, there's two ingredients that are really bad for you. If you have them and that you got to spit it out, then it doesn't matter where you are because they're really harmful for you. And one of them is the gourd, and the other one is this daisa. Talking about like a, sometimes you get a clump that didn't get cooked properly. Um, anyway, so that's a story. Um, anyway, that's the that's what I think it means. Anyway, it's dangerous. So it's like uh, it could be like harmful if you sure. swallow it. Um, and even before the king, you got to get rid of it. Now, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Uta, they were eating cereal together. One used his fingers. Yeah, it doesn't say who did what. And one used uh, like a piece of wood, and he like you know slurped it off the the piece of wood. So the one who was eating with the hutza. He said to the one eating with your fingers, like, why are you feeding me your dirty, you know, your tzoa, your dirty fingers, right? Whatever, the dirt that's under your nails and stuff. And uh, the other one said to him, and you're feeding me your spit because you're double dipping. 
I, again, I, I, I'm sure that there's something deeper in this whole conversation, but... Couldn't get it, a second bowl. Right? They couldn't get a second bowl? No, that no, it must be. Obviously, they couldn't get a second bowl. That's pretty clear. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon brought, they brought this blue spine, which is a type of, we'll see more about it, but it's a type of fig that doesn't really break down easily. I had heard, I said this last night, that I heard that maraschino cherries are very hard for your body to break down. But uh, I was told that it's hogwash. That's not true. But anyway, what do I know? What do I know? This is what I heard. That's what they tell you, you know? That's, uh, maybe it's tell you so you shouldn't eat all the cherries for yourself. Okay, Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, it's a type of fig that's very hard to break down. So Rebuda ate it, and Rebshim wouldn't eat it. Rebuda said to Rebshim, why are you not eating so Rabbi Shimon says, you know, that stuff doesn't come out in your backside. You know, it's like this stays in your stomach and doesn't come out. So Rabbi says, that's a good thing. What's bad about that? This way you'll feel full for a couple of days, okay? Nismach uh, we'll, we'll rely on it for the next day. So now it's interesting. Rabbi Yudah was sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfan, and Rabbi Tarfan told him, wow, what, what's with your face? It looks so shining. Apparently, he was a handsome guy, and he was very, you know, he had a shine in his face. So he says, you know what, we, were cert- we went to the field. Apparently, Rebuda was quite poor. And um, he went out in the field, and they brought him de- uh, beets to eat, and they ate him without salt. And if they had it with salt, it would have been even better. So beets is good food. Okay, that's what they're saying. Uh, there was this uh, a, a, a Roman noblewoman said to Rebuda, you're, uh, you're a teacher of Torah and you're drunk? Because he looked, you know, his face was, had that reddish appearance implying that he was drunk. Um, so he said, um, uh, no, trust me, I, 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 have, I have wine only for Kiddush and Abdullah on Shabbos and four cases of wine on Pesach. That's it. And the wine is so, I'm so sensitive to wine that I have to wrap my temples up from Pesach till Shavuos, suffering from the after effects of the wine that I had in excess of on the, uh, for the four courses. Uh But my ready face is just Chachmas Adam Terpanov. What can I tell you? Then it's Tzaduki said to Rabbi Yudah, yeah, it looks, your face is like so shining, so happy, like you have no worries of Parnasa. So he says, either you lend with interest, so you're making money with passive, passive income, or you raise pigs, and raising pigs is another easy way to make money, you know, uh, effortless. So he says, by Jews, this is, neither of those businesses are legal, but uh, there's 24 bathrooms, I give them all my business between my house and the base medrash, and that is why I look that way, okay? Rabbi Yudha, when he went to the base medrash, he uh, would take a... a, a uh, a jug on his uh, shoulders. Uh, apparently, that's what he did for a living, whatever. He, and he kept it, he said, and this way, when he came, he would turn it over and he would be able to sit in the, on a chair in the base measures. There were no chairs there. So all the Talmudim would sit on the floor, but he was able to be zokot of a chair. He says, the see, Malach is a good thing because it gives you honor. And Reb Shimon used to take a basket the same way. Uh, the wife of Reb Yudah made this woolen cloak and um, and uh, when she went to the market, she would wear it. And when he went out to Davin, he would wear it. And um, he made a special bracha. He says, He felt very proud to have this 
one garment that they were sharing between husband and wife. Okay? One time, Rabbi uh, Shimon, by the way, they use this as a raya, that there are some unisex um, garments, that's not a problem of if it can go either way. So I have to use this as a little bit of a riot to that. Okay, just a side point. And at one time, Rav Shem Gamliel made a fast, and he wouldn't come. He was like, apparently his wife was using the cloak that day, and he, was, he couldn't walk out. And he said, we'll send you a cloak. We'll get you a new coat. He's like, no, I don't want to benefit too much from this world, and um, I'm happy the way I am. And look at what I've got. And he showed him under the mattress. There was tons of gold there, miraculously, that showed up there. And that is uh, the story. All right, and that is the review of yesterday's stuff.